you might not always leave when things are healthy, but you can leave in a healthy way. Uh, by your attitude, uh, by, your, by leaving with humility and grace. Health of the family has to be considered because it affects what the pastor does. And so you can kind of be blind to what's going on in the family and pastors can function fairly well. When they leave, leave home, they can work, go into the office and they can function pretty well. The thing that can happen though is when you leave the office and you come home, but things are not good. You want to leave when things are good. Well, I think that pastors need to plan ahead and decide whether or not at a certain age, whether staying is good at this time, or is it better to leave at this time? Mm -hmm. Hey, everybody, I want to welcome you again to the Before You Quit podcast, where we want to bring courage and perspective when serving gets hard. That's what this podcast is all about. My name is Mitch Schultz. I'm your host. I'm also the director of a ministry called Fruitful Vine Ministry. Hey, if you're a pastor or involved in any kind of ministry vocation, you know uh, that there will be times in your ministry where you're going to be asking yourself the question, is it time for me to move on? Is it time for us to make a change? Uh, sometimes that comes out of frustration. You find yourself saying, hey, can I keep going like this? It's been hard. It's been frustrating. There's not much fruit. And does that mean that you're not in a place that you should be? Sometimes you'll ask that question when things are actually going well in your life and ministry. You have experienced a lot of fruit. You've been there a long time. You're settled. You're beginning to think about what's next, and you start dreaming about new opportunities. How do you know? How, how do you know when it's time to, to make a change? In my first ministry, when I was serving as a youth pastor, uh, we were young bucks in our early 20s in the mountains of, of North Carolina. It's actually a little town called Hendersonville, North Carolina. And Elaine and I had a young uh, single man friend who would often come to our house just to hang out with us. And several times, seemingly to ignore all of our hints that it was time for him to leave, uh, Elaine and I took the less than obvious route, and we would get up, uh, leave the living room, and head for bed. And one time we woke up and the next morning and found our friend sleeping on our couch. Uh, even now, when people are visiting us, sometimes I will jokingly say to Elaine, Hey, Elaine, let's go to bed so that these people can leave. And, and by the way, that only works with people that you know quite well. I don't want you to try that and end up offending anybody. Let me circle back now to that big question that we want to address today, and that is, can a person know, really know, when it's time for him to leave, to move on? I, I think it's a question all of us face at some point in our lives, whether we're in ministry or not. Uh, several years ago, my good friend Steve Karhulis told me how in one ministry he had stayed two years too long, very specific about that. And I've never forgotten that conversation and decided recently to sit down with Steve and, and discuss that further with the hopes that this would be more, and this is really important, and I hope you hear this, I want this to be more than a, uh, a confirmation on knowing when it's time to pack up and move on. I want it to be bigger than that. Uh, I want this to be really about being healthy. And, and I hope that this conversation gets us thinking even more deeply as uh, congregation members, as people in leadership, as elders, as pastors, about the importance of nurturing a healthy, lasting relationship where the pastor is not just looking out for the folks in the church, but they, the people he leads, are also seeking his best uh, to the point where when it is ever necessary for him to leave, it's happening out of health. 
And everyone knows that God is leading him to a new opportunity. They get behind it and there's support and excitement and encouragement. Uh, you will find that this discussion today will also touch on uh, somewhat on the importance of endurance in ministry and, and trusting God when he asks you to stay even when it is hard. Pastor Steve will give us some great insights into this subject. Uh, he's a good friend of mine. He currently serves as senior pastor at Christ Church of the Valley in Cashers, North Carolina. And he has served as a pastor for 40 years with his wife, Candace, of 39 years. And together they have three boys and a daughter and a couple gra uh, grandchildren. I'm really excited to sit down with Steve and to just probe a little deeper into this conversation about should I stay or should I go? For today, I remember several years ago when we were meeting, you were describing to me a little bit more about your background, and you you made a statement. It was probably just a passing statement, but it really captured me that you had stayed uh, two years too long in a ministry. Uh, I think the ministry prior to to when we met. Uh, what did you mean by that? Yeah. Well, I felt around eight years after I had been there eight years, I should develop an exit strategy for around year 10 mm -hmm. had uh, felt like that was the, the right thing to do. The best thing to do. The reason I didn't was because I wanted my youngest. Uh, we have four children and mm -hmm. I wanted my youngest to graduate from high school with his class. I felt strongly about this, but. So you were motivated by family yes. in staying longer in a ministry. Yes. The family needs, which is not bad. No, I mean, it's that, not a bad that's, thing. Yeah, but hindsight tells me it was a mistake. Mm, mm. the The strong sense was there for a reason, mm -hmm. and I um, I didn't heed mm -hmm. what I knew in my heart was the correct thing to do, and so I own up to that. I I should have left at ten, stayed two years longer, mm -hmm. and uh, the first ten years was, I would say, a dream experience. Great leaders. The 11th year, leadership changed, and with leadership change came a lot of issues, mm -hmm. a lot of issues. How, how do pastors balance this tension of, of wanting to care for their family, but at the same time shepherding well in, in, a, you know, in their community of believers, their church? I think one of the things that we need to do is trust our family more. Mm. As I've talked to my youngest son about this, he said, Dad, you know, God called you, but he called me too. Mm. And so, oh, so you're saying actually engage in that conversation with your family, with not, family. not protect them from having right. those it's, hard conversations. Correct. I think that what I did was I was making a solo decision for him without discussing it with him. Interesting. And he said, uh, I would have moved and it would have been okay. So, if, so, Dad, if you would have sat down with us as a family and express your concern that maybe we've been here long enough and involved us in this conversation, we probably would have seen it the same way you do. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I, I agree. I think a lot of times pastors feel like they're protecting their kids, you know, because we do, we do want to, to keep a lot of things. Uh, we want our kids to grow up normal. Sure. Uh, we want our kids to, to not live with a stigma of being, you know, different because they're a pastor's children. 
but that doesn't mean that they we don't see the value of them participating with us in ministry, but also in some of these hard questions that yeah. uh, that we have. So was it in in retrospect that you realized that uh, you seem to be hinting that even as that was happening, you probably should have yeah. made that change. Yeah, ten years I should have made the change. Okay, okay. Yeah. So let let's speak uh, generally here, and this will this will lead into probably you know um, this might turn a little bit philosophical, maybe even theological. Uh, when is too long? Um, you know, when can can you really know what what is what are some of the markers maybe a pastor should look at to say hey. Uh, you know, this is this is probably a time that I begin looking at uh, at other options. Uh, I think that from all the research that's taken place, they're telling us that churches begin to plateau at ten years, unless you reinvent yourself, unless something happens that's very significant within the church, mm-hmm. it will it will go into a state of decline, and then the pastor will scramble to try to rejuvenate the church. And uh, the elders and people that are in a uh, position of leadership will also begin to question, why, are, why aren't we growing? Because we were growing and now we're not growing. And the pastor can then begin to put into place ideas that the church is not ready for. Mm-hmm. And that creates such problems if he's doing it out of frustration that we've plateaued and yet not taking into consideration the heartbeat of the church. Mm-hmm. You can go too fast, mm-hmm. and it creates real problems. Yeah. Is there danger in a number like 10 years being, uh, you know, sort of a, a guideline? I remember some years ago, the this might be 15, 10, 20 years ago, the president of the denomination that we're with had made a, had written an article about... Uh, uh, I think the 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 main takeaway from the article is that pastors should probably not stay longer than ten years. Uh, what's what's the danger of having just a sort of a set? I mean, there's a lot more other pieces to this that contribute. You're just saying those tend to surface more around the ten year period, or is it different for different pastors, different contexts? I think that the Churches have stages of development like, like we mm-hmm. do. And the first few years, you know, the pastor the, that comes into the church, that you're in the getting to know you stage, mm-hmm. and just like in a relationship. And then after that, you begin to develop patterns and programs, and there's this buy-in. And it's still new because mm-hmm. after, even after two years, you're still new. And there's this newness and there's the willingness to try these things, to stand alongside of the pastor. And then you see growth. Uh, we were growing like crazy. Mm-hmm. We went from the smallest church to the largest church in the community. We went, from a, we went from one building where we had to move out of that building, buy property, and build a new mm-hmm. building. So there was this enthusiasm, excitement uh, as a result of that. Well, when that started to kind of wane after we built the building, after about six years, say, into the into my ministry there, the uh, church was still growing. But about eight years, I started feeling like um, things have now slowed down. Mm-hmm. The momentum has slowed down. And I started sensing that I needed to prepare the church for my departure 
you know, in my mind, I had mm-hmm. developed an exit strategy mm-hmm. that I'm going to leave at 10 years. And then I uh, changed course mm-hmm. with that and because of my son. Yeah. And and obviously when things are going well, you think, hey, I can stretch this a little bit longer. Sure. You know, let's keep this going. Yes. Why 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 change when when things are positive? Uh, you know, my ministry, you've been you've been part of what I do. You're actually on my leadership team and we're uh, actually having this interview after our, our monthly meeting. And um, you know that my interest is the health of the pastor, the health of the family. And I guess the, the question that I'm interested in, in asking is, it's not that I'm not, I'm not interested, it's not that I'm not interested in the church and the health of the church, I am, but I, I think oftentimes we are thinking more or looking more at the condition or the health of the church and, and not spending as much time or more time at the health of the family. Yeah. Uh, how, how much should that be the factor in deciding when to go. So, I mean, forget the church. Yes. <laughs> forget the church for a few minutes. Sure. And just factoring in the health of the family. How What are we looking for there that might be sort of indicators that it's time to, to make a change? Yeah, I think that the health of the family has to be considered because it affects what the pastor does and so you can kind of be blind to what's going on in the family and pastors can function fairly well when they leave leave home they can work go into the office and they can function pretty well the thing that can happen though is when you leave the office and you come home and things are not good then there's a tension Mm -hmm. in your heart you Mm -hmm. you begin Mm -hmm. and that begins to be sensed by your people that you're trying to cover this up. Mm. But they sense there's something wrong. They'll even say, is everything all right, mm. Pastor? Are you doing it, okay? it shows up in some it way. It shows up in some Interesting. way. In demeanor, in tone of mm. voice, in sermons, uh, it, it begins to show up in how you walk and everything, mm. how you conduct your, uh, your, your leadership meetings with your team or with your staff. It shows up. But it's interesting that if if you're neglecting your responsibility at church, that's visible. Yeah. That's more noticeable. Yeah. And there'll be a reaction to that. Uh, th- if there's tensions at home, that's not visible. Mm-hmm. It's not people are not as aware of it. Mm-hmm. But the only thing they can react to are maybe the uh, uh, the the, sim- the subtle symptoms of that. You know, it affects your your demeanor. Uh, pastors might be withdrawing and might show up in their preaching. Um, so that's, that, that's a really good point that, uh, you might try to hide it, but eventually it, it will. And then hopefully there are some leaders around your life that are bold enough yes. to, to, to speak, yes. um, yes. Uh, you know, and, and, and address that. So, okay. Um, I, I don't know what your, if you've had time to think through this as we, as we prepared for this conversation, but are there biblical examples of, uh, that can guide us in, knowing when it's time to move on? Yeah, I think um, yes and no and yeah. You know, you can read into the mm-hmm. Scripture. But I think, yeah, we know that uh, in Acts chapter 13, Paul and Barnabas are together. And because of the difficulty within the culture, the persecution, they leave. They leave. Mm. And then um, they go to in chapter 14, they're there. It's a productive time, and then it turns 
um, in another direction and they leave. They wisely see that this is going to be, um, it's not worth their time and effort to stay any longer, that it even could cause more harm to them, to the ministries. So they leave in chapter 14 and 15. Mm. What we It's so interesting. You have this conflict, then internal conflict. You might say a conflict inside the church. You have two chapters. It's outside of the church, and they decide it's time to move. And then in 15, there is conflict inside the church mm. with Paul and Barnabas. And as a result of that, plans changed. Probably had the conflict not occurred, they would have plan A would have continued. Mm. But be, as a result of the conflict, it's plan B. Mm. Now, I believe both plans are God's will. Mm-hmm. Mm. God redeems us. He re, God is a redeemer of time. And, and I love this. He is a redeemer of mistakes. Mm. It was a mistake for me to stay. But in spite of that, God redeemed it mm. uh, in our lives and in our ministry. Mm. It's restorative. Yeah, it's yeah, restorative. It's wonderful. Yeah, it's wonderful. It's a wonderful testimony and and hopefully an encouragement to people who might, uh, you know, severely regret uh, leaving too early or perhaps the the next opportunity. This this happened to us. Uh, you you know my story quite well. We left a situation that was extremely healthy and felt that it was time to leave. But where, where we, what we went into was harsh. What we went into was challenging and very difficult. And, and the pressures there really never let up. That leads to, let's, let's talk through this, this notion a little bit of the, uh, of the reality that God does ask us sometimes to endure. Yeah. Uh, he, he does at times ask us to go through seasons of difficulty and what we don't want pastors to do is cut and run just because it's hard, you know. Or yeah, when it's yeah. hard, suddenly say, oh, "I've overstayed my yeah. my my ministry here." Uh, how how do you speak to that? Well, I can speak to it from experience. We were um, in a church that was going through a difficult season itself. Mm-hmm. There were several people who were going through marriage issues. They were dysfunctional. There was immorality in the church, Mm. serious immorality in the church. And uh, there were leaders who needed to leave, others that needed to stay there. Some needed to be replaced. It was very unstable Mm. and very unhealthy. And God made it clear that we were there six years. On the fourth year, it would have been so much easier to Mm. leave but it was so dysfunctional and during the first four years god was adding to the numbers people from the outside that were coming and joining the church younger couples and so we couldn't leave them and at four years we knew we were to stay we stayed two more years when it would have been easy to leave easier much easier to leave Mm -hmm. and uh but we did we Mm -hmm. felt like god made it very clear mm. you're to endure this time. Yeah. So it's really, it's it's a, a deep sense that the Holy Spirit's leading this. The yes. context can be good. They can be bad. But, uh, and again, consultation with, with family. You know, as you were, you were talking about the role of, of uh, you know, your son in, in this, or in retrospect, having yeah. that conversation. When we were uh, in our fifth year in a ministry, that, that extremely healthy ministry in Wisconsin, and we were looking to candidate down south in, in North Carolina, which, where we end up meeting you. 
we, my wife and I uh, were you know, really drawn to the opportunity when we were asked to consider this. Uh, but we were worried what the kids would say because they're very settled, they're happy, uh, you know, just a great, great life for them. And we went to see the movie End of the Spear with my daughter Brianna about the the whole uh, Aka Indians, Jim Elliot, and and just the uh, the the martyr. Uh, they, they were martyred there. It opened up the opportunity for the gospel with Elizabeth Elliot. And that night after the movie, we were in our bedroom, and we said to Brianna. Uh, no, my wife and I were looking for the, the time to tell her, she was in 11th grade at that time, that we were considering this move. And we never needed to. She came up to us after the movie and she goes, you know, after that movie tonight, I, I really feel like maybe we should make a change. <laughs> and right. and right. it was beautiful. Um, sure. you know, of course, with my son, it was a totally different uh, story. Uh, but uh, yeah, knowing is uh, you you can't you can't script this. You don't. There's no guidebook that says this is the right time. But what we're looking to do here is to is to ask the hard question to allow people to to have the conversation uh, with others with their family and uh, and that it is it is helpful. What are some of the contributor contributors that keep a pastor hanging on longer than they should? Of course, I, I think then they should. I think it is the, the question of family mm-hmm. and uh, making a decision for the to stay or to leave based on what's going on within your family, wife, children, job. Mm-hmm. You know, if she has a job and she mm-hmm. loves her job, if you've been there uh, long enough and you've developed some great friendships mm-hmm. within the community, within the church, it's hard to leave those. Yeah especially if you're moving far away. So I think that um, it's has most, a lot of it has to do with relationships. Yeah. Yeah. That keeps, so that keeps pastors from maybe staying too long and they're not bad reasons. You know, we, we long for security. There's another, there's a couple of other things. Of course, family is big, Mm -hmm. but your age, for Mm -hmm. example, if you're in a church, you've been there two years, things are not going so well. You're 56, 57, mm-hmm. 58 years old. Where are you going to go if yeah. you leave there? Because pastors at 55 have basically aged out. Mm-hmm. Churches want younger guys, and I understand that. But um, so age contributes to mm-hmm. staying too long. And um, But we understand that because it's hard to find a job if you feel called to be a pastor. Yeah. After fifty-five, yeah, and this is this is a very prevalent thing with pastors. A lot of a lot of guys I know they're at that age. Making changes is, is scary. Sometimes they end up going into something else rather than pastoring. You know, maybe chaplaincy work. Uh, uh, now that that's the that that's kind of a cultural reaction or expectation. I, I hope guys are encouraged uh, as you are in your 60s mm-hmm. uh 60 right mm-hmm. uh god's still using you you have energy you have passion yeah. i asked you as we walked in the office do you still enjoy preaching and uh you said absolutely and uh so we need we need to we need to be careful to to not uh you know spread that expectation across the board that, that even challenge that some because i think it can be a um, an, an inappropriate thing to, to suggest as a rule yeah. that, um, that that God uses uh, people well well into their uh, their later years. Sure. Uh, you know, it's interesting. My my counsel. I'm curious your reaction to this. I I often will counsel pastors to not leave 
uh, unless it's on a healthy note. You know, if they're going to leave, try try as best as possible sure. to be healthy and also to, yeah. uh, to, you know, it's better to leave when your church is healthy as well. Uh, it's hard to leave in frustration and discouragement, which is often the case because uh, pastors take that discouragement and frustration with them to the next ministry. Sure. Uh, what's your re response to that? What, what if you can't leave on a healthy note? Well, you know, pastors leave for, as you said, you leave for good reasons or you leave for uh, bad reasons. Mm -hmm. And it's either or. Most of the time, you either, a lot of pastors leave for a new placement. They feel God has called them and it's the situation is very good when they leave. Mm -hmm. And they're leaving on a high note. Mm -hmm. and Or... Yeah, they're leaving for another placement because things are not so good. And I think that um, you, you, you have no control over that. You want to leave when things are good. Well, I think that pastors need to plan ahead. We need to plan ahead looking at our life, our age, our um, level of energy, mm -hmm and decide whether or not at a certain age, whether staying is good at this time, or is it better to leave at this time? Mm -hmm. I, th I don't think we plan very well because I think, and I think this is true, even though I don't like it, mm. <laughs> pastors that are older are passed over for pastors who are younger. Mm -hmm. And so yeah. you yeah. have pastors need to kind of block out there's no shame in leaving at a certain, you know, a certain year when things are going well because you've planned out that I want because I want to be as productive as I can for the years that I have. And you're looking at these blocks of time. Mm -hmm. It's wise to plan within those blocks. So if I am, you know, uh, 45 and I think and I've been there for 10 years and things are going well. At 45, I might think about leaving, mm -hmm. so I will have another block, because probably I'm not going to stay here ten more years, five more years. I'm probably going to leave at 50. Mm -hmm. What will my opportunity yeah, be at 50? Yeah, I use the term seasons. That you know, for example, uh, I I see myself in my third season of ministry. Yeah. Uh, and, and I know a lot of guys in their 50s and 60s see it that way. And we all want to end well. Yeah. And, and one of the ways to not end well is to have a, a, a frustrating period that you're not getting past, that you're yeah. stuck in that. Right. And so while love your answer, I, I, would, uh, I, would, I would say, too, that uh, you might not always leave when things are healthy, but you can leave in a healthy way yeah. uh, like by your attitude. Yeah. Uh, by your by leaving with humility and grace, yes. um, I left one church and I had the right to blast people, but I chose my last three sermons to speak on the glory of God, yeah. and it wasn't as much for them as for me. I I, I wanted to leave in a way that uh, that I, I maximize the uh, uh, you know the the, the testimony uh, you know do so in the name of Christ. But uh, a great great response, Steve. Let, let me. Um, You've had good years. Uh, you've had yes. hard years in ministry. What made them good and what made them hard? I thought about that answer. I, I was really trying to, what makes it good mm -hmm. what makes it bad? I think I can say this. What makes it good is the leadership. Mm. You have great leaders. If you have leaders that 
get the vision and get behind mm-hmm. what you feel God has called you to do. God has called the pastor to be the teaching elder, to be the visionary, to bring vision to the church. And if you have great leaders behind you, it is a blast. Mm-hmm. But once you get leaders that are not behind you, some leaders, you know, someone said it only takes 2% mm-hmm. of problem people to change an organization. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's not many. Yeah. Two out of 100. But let's say you have an eldership of eight mm-hmm. and you get two, the percentage goes way up. Yeah. And the problems. Yeah. Go so that can be an indicator of when it's time to leave. Time if, there's, to leave. if there's persistence, yes. um, resistance to your yes. leadership, yeah. to your convictions, yeah. and you're not getting past that, yeah. sometimes uh, that that's a, a good. Again, this we don't want this to sound like that's a a a, a definitive thing that yeah. that's uh, tells you to leave, but uh, to factor again, this is a conversation. We want to have that conversation. And it's healthy to be asking this question. One of the things you can say is that gifting does not always mean the person's going to be a good leader. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I think the pastor has got to have uh, a discernment to say to the leadership, this person is talented and gifted, but should not be on Mm -hmm. the board. Um, I just sense in my heart, been around this person, because chances are your instinct is correct mm-hmm. they will be a problem yeah yeah, yeah. and hopefully others see it that way as well yeah. you know the question that I, I don't know if we really can answer it's more to just let it sort of hover there is can a pastor be in a bad and hard ministry and still be where god wants them you know i, I if you look at the scriptures oftentimes people or god placed leaders his servants in tough situations so yeah. we want to be careful to say hey if it's hard, get out. Because sometimes God calls us, and again, uh, I, I believe that that's that was the case in in, in our story that God yeah. wanted us in a hard place. Uh, and you you were the one that uh, two to three years before we left that said, Mitch, you you might this might not be where God wants you, mm-hmm. and uh, that was actually helpful later in in our feeling of release. Uh, for someone who maybe feels they've stayed too long, uh, or maybe did not stay long enough somewhere and regrets that, what what do you say to encourage them today? If they stay too long, just say, leave, get out. (laughs) Yeah. If they're, if they're staying too long, I think that they need counsel that Mm. they need to leave Mm -hmm. because um, ultimately they're going to regret it. Mm. And the church is definitely going to misstep and Mm. falter as a result of that. We don't ever want to be a stumbling block the congregation we see. Yeah, yeah. And we can be a stomach block by staying too long. Yeah. We, and, can, we can hurt them. Yeah, and, and being reminded God's sovereign and, and he, he yeah. the, his work is going to continue to be there. It doesn't stop when you leave. You're you're yeah. simply being redirected. And, you know, this, this privilege we have to serve Jesus is a lifetime one. And we just happen to, to do it in certain contexts that... Uh, you know, are not permanent, but as as long as there's that faithfulness, you know, hey, my life is about serving Jesus. Wherever I am, I'm going to do it. Yeah. Steve, great conversation, and uh, I, I'm I'm encouraged by your story. Continue to be, and I know others will be as well. And uh, so, thank you so much for taking the time to do this today. Yeah, you're welcome.
Well, there you have it. Thank you so much for listening. I think we've had a great conversation today with Steve. And if you have any comments or questions about anything we've talked about today on the subject on Before You Quit podcast, I'd love to hear from you. You can email me at mitch at beforeyouquit.us, mitch at beforeyouquit.us. Hey, check out our website too, uh, Before You Quit www.beforeyouquit.us. You can also check us out on Facebook, uh, check out other blogs that I've written, and also other podcasts. So until next time, stay encouraged and be courageous because serving Jesus is worth all that hard stuff that comes with it. And remember what we're told in 1 Corinthians 15, 57 through 58, where Paul says, but thanks be to God, He gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. So until next time, stay encouraged. Stay encouraged.